buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Brad Wells, with Pastor Mike Creed, Joe Kirby, and Andrew Friedenstein. With the authority of Scripture, what happens when the divine right of kings, people, preachers, and the political forum all come together? Take a moment and find hope from history with us right now. 30-year-old Jonathan Mayhew was faced with a dilemma. He was a pastor of Boston's West Church, the year 1750. England was requiring state churches to preach a sermon commemorating the 100th anniversary of King Charles I's death. At the time, the monarchy in England believed in the divine right of kings. Divine right of kings, let's talk about that. That's when the monarchy of that day, Charles I, Mm -hmm. believed they were nearly deity. Wow. Running unchecked, there's power, there's authority that is above the people. Yeah, they're really bringing that out from Romans chapter 13, where they would say, you know, God has appointed me and placed me in this position. Mm-hmm. But they took that a step further. Because, I mean, God does place people in, in those positions. Right. But they took it to be that because God has placed me here, everything I do is right. Mm-hmm. So God mean, always sets things up where there's a, a checks and balances and account and accountability. Well, yeah, I mean, the Scripture is is what we're supposed to be following, but they took it to where... Well, what, however I'm living, whatever I'm deciding to do is above that. Whatever they said was truth. Correct. Wow. Right. And Mayhew, being a pastor, studying the scripture, it becomes real apparent that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. And he was expected to preach a sermon extolling the virtues of Charles I and the monarchy in general. Now, this was not new. Uh, for years, pastors have been doing this. Every time Charles I, the anniversary of his death came up, they were mm-hmm. expected to preach that sermon once a year, uh, saying how great England was, the monarchy, and everything like that. Um, well, it really produced a, a conflict. I mean, they, they know this is coming up. They have to preach this one message that really conflicted with their own personal convictions. That They're looking at the Word of God. They're looking at what the, 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 the politicians are saying or demanding of them and saying, am I going to say this or am I going to say what I believe? So this is the, the whole concept of the separation of church and state, where we really believe that the church and religious organizations are not to be an arm of the government. Right, right. Yeah, because they, they're financially backing, supporting, and pushing what the church was to say and really to help shape people's thinking through preaching, mm-hmm. through the word of God. So they're not supposed to be an arm of the government, but rather um, an accountability factor. Today, they believe that the church ought to stay out of the government. In that day, in Jefferson's day with the Danbury Baptist, it was the government was to stay out of the church. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask you this question. You know, back then, we can all look back in history and see, you know, this uh, uh, state-sponsored religion. Uh, it's pretty 
easy to tell throughout all of history that millions and millions of people that have died uh, from that. That's a very bad relationship. Not what the scripture teaches at all. Uh, the church is never to have the sword of punishment and that there is to be a division there. Um, but what should the relationship a between this church and state look like from a biblical perspective? We say back then it was wrong. Okay, that's fine. But today, what should that look like if we're trying to be as biblical as possible? In America, it began with truth. You can go into the rotunda at the Capitol and see the Word of God laying on an individual's lap as he read the Scriptures on the Mayflower as they approached our country. It was founded on truth. But yet we see today everybody has their own truth. Mm-hmm. And they believe what they say is truth, and Charles I believed what he said was truth, and and we find that is the dilemma of the day. Yet we understand this. This is happening all over the world. In Canada, pastors are restricted as to what they can say from the Word of God in their pulpit, having a financial penalty and, and prison. And the great danger of that is we're, we're mixing up what truth and opinions truly are. And if it's personalized truth, it's no longer universal truth. It's an opinion. The second thing is you lose your purifying factor. And that's what the church is supposed to be. That's what religion is supposed to do. It's supposed to purify our motives personally. It is supposed to be a purifying agent in the nation. And if the church is never supposed to interact with the state, we lose an accountability factor. It's very valuable. We must have religion. We must have eternal truth affecting different people and their agendas. It's, it's really amazing how God's word keeps us in line. People have a problem with free markets. Talk about the greed and the exploitation and all of that. But when right. we have God's word, he tells us to be content. He tells us uh, over and over not you know, you know, to give and to do things you know, out, out of a right heart and right spirit. God's word is the check and balance on you know, how we conduct. And so when we bring God's word into our, our politics, our policies, different things, it helps us to become better people, right. a better nation. Yeah. Um, but we're trying to remove all of that today and say, no, 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 now we have— this, this new type of thinking where um, it's almost creating a new divine right. What the government says is right. And if you don't agree with what it says, wow. now you are absolutely wrong and aligning all types of evils to that because what they say is correct. And it's a very dangerous way, no matter which way you, you, you swing the pendulum. Mm-hmm. It, it can go wrong both sides. Yeah, well, and the key with that is the the punishment that comes along with it is that when you have different opinions, well, you say this, I say that, you know, whatever, we're all going to be fine. No big deal. We have different opinions. Life goes on. But when you attach a punishment, a penalty for holding a opinion, for not hurting anybody else, for just having an opinion, now you are punished for that opinion. I mean, that is, what in the world are we talking about? And that's where we are coming to, and that's where Canada's app mentioned the pastors in the pulpit, but now it's gone down to teachers in a classroom in Canada, come to the individual between personal interactions with people. 
You said something mean. You hurt my feelings. We're to speak to just people just out and about because we don't want to offend. People are so easily offended by so many things. And I, I remember having discussions with my, with my family. Sometimes they would be heated. Sometimes it would just be good conversation because if we love each other, we should be able to talk and discuss things. And, and obviously there's passion involved in a lot of different topics. But because we, you know, we love each other, we're Americans, we have differing viewpoints, but we have that opportunity to discuss and that's being taken away. And that's really a dangerous thing. Yeah. And when that becomes into the pulpit and we become those puppets uh, and we're just saying what we're told to say. The puppets in the pulpit. When Christ uh, finished out the Sermon on the Mount, he spoke of a man that built his house on the sand. The storm came and the house was destroyed. Then he spoke of a man that built his house on the rock. On the rock. And it stood when the storms came. But I love how it finishes out the Sermon on the Mount. They were amazed at Christ because he spoke with authority and not like the religious crowd or the Pharisees. And basically, he could speak with authority because he founded everything he said. He was the truth. He founded everything he said on the truth. Now, circling back to Mayhew, what you just said, the dilemma Mayhew faced in 1750 in his church what authority was he going to follow? This quote-unquote divine right of kings or the scriptures? What was he going to do when he got up in the pulpit that Sunday? What was he going to preach? Well, the scripture he used was 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Mayhew then went on to say this, why then should not those parts of Scripture which relate to civil government be examined and explained from the desk or what we would call the pulpit, as well as others? He's saying everything should be studied in light of Scripture. Scripture is the foundation, not whatever the monarchy says. Oh, today you all, we decide to do this, so find a verse to back us up on what we decide to do on this policy. No, Mayhew said, everything, Scripture is the foundation, and everything is viewed in light of that, not the current politics, the current trend, the current whatever we want to do. We're malleable. We change. All of our opinions are going to change 10 years from now, and it should. We Hopefully, we're growing. We're learning. Scripture doesn't. Scripture always brings the truth into the present. Ye shall know the truth, and, and the, the truth, truth shall, shall make, make you free. free. Yeah, we're never wholesale on any one individual, senator, president, policy. We need to find the scripture, not just be what's red today, what's blue today, what's right, what's left. What does the scripture tell us? And that's how we ought to direct and live our lives. So no one agent is to be exclusive and operate independently. The church is supposed to be uh, a system of checks and balances, a cleansing agent in the authority of government for presidents, for kings, for police, for politicians, for governors. But yet, the church is not to be just a, an agent to extend that power, just a, a lever. Pastors are not to be puppets in the pulpit, but we are to reference and stand firm upon the authority of Scripture, God's eternal word. Be sure to listen each week and find hope 
from history. Learn more on our website, awakeamericaonline.org. Subscribe, share, consider partnering with us in prayer.